Hey everybody, this is Doug, and uh, this is These Amazing Places podcast. Uh, this is the show number 204 for the week of March 19th. Welcome to spring, everybody. On this week's show, we're going to be bringing you, I'm going to be bringing you, and we're going to be bringing you a little talk that uh, Adam and I had about the new Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom attraction. I was actually there and saw it in beta. I looked around. I did not have any audio. I do have some video that I'm going to try to place up online, and you can take a look at it. It is now out of beta. Uh, so anyway, we're going to go into some talking about that. I'm going to add a little piece of something else that I recorded at the uh, uh, Haunted Mansion in the Magic Kingdom onto the end. So uh, if you get to the end of the show, have a listen to that. Uh, it's some interesting audio, something that we kind of stuck around in the stretching room and recorded. Uh, that would be Bob and I when I say we. Uh, so anyway, uh, I hope uh, you enjoy the show ahead, and uh, and we'll I'll be right back with Adam and I. So see you in a bit. All right, what's up, everybody? Good to be here. Uh, thanks, Doug, for that intro. We're actually recording this a little bit early. Uh, just to get some shows recorded. Um, and so, in reference to recording early, uh, it so happens that um, we actually... So yeah, we're doing Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom, but the fact is we haven't really experienced the real version of Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. So, what we're going to try to attempt to do on this show is to give you a basic overview of what's going on with Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom, as well as the experiences that Doug had when he was in uh, soft opening, beta yeah, testing. Beta testing. Um, but in general, um, it really this is really going to be one of those things that we can talk our ears off, talk your ears off, until you go check it out. It's really not going to be something that, um, and everybody's going to have a different experience probably. Um, the way it sounds, you can you can do a lot of d- different stuff on this attraction. Yeah, so we just kind of want to give you the generalities to it and what to expect, um, where you go to basically get into playing the game, stuff like that. We're just gonna we're gonna jump through certain questions. And uh, maybe we'll come up with others along the way. Yeah. So. so my first question, since I didn't do this, Doug, you did it. What is it, and can you describe it in the best way that gives somebody an idea? I think the best way for me to describe this is to place it against um, uh, Kim Possible. And so technically, it's that kind of game, except for instead of doing the, the uh, private investigator thing like you're doing in Kim Possible, you're actually going against uh, villains. You're the sorcerer going out against the villains. Okay. And in case someone's not heard of Kim Possible, let's just tell them about sorcerers. And so basically, you go into the theme park and you're walking around the theme park with cards. And you're playing the cards against these, what? What are they? Okay. Symbols? Yeah. Technically, you're going to walk up and on your map, it'll show you where you go to do your battle. Okay. You walk up. Most of the time, it's a window. And then you can't really tell that there's anything on the window except for below the window you'll see like a key symbol. Okay. And you hold your card, your key lock, your lock uh, card up to that symbol, um, and then it will unlock that area and you'll see a screen come up. Okay. Like a, a high definition screen come up behind the window, and then it'll begin to play whatever sounds. And as with Kim Possible was a character in a real show, 
this, you're going to deal with characters, but they're villains from all different uh, Disney movies. Oh, stuff. okay. So right. you could be dealing dealing with well, one that I saw, and I believe I have video for, was Cruella DeVille. Uh-huh. She's one of them that you're going to see. So, And then you're going to have to defeat her in some way. You're going to have five, well, in the beta version, and in this, they give you five cards at a time. You take those five cards, and you go out, and you win those battles, and then you can come back and get more. Okay. Now, in the beta version, all I had was five, and that's those that's were all, all you got? Play. Okay. And that was their test phase. Now, though, it is in full phase. So you, you would do that, and you would follow your map until you've completed the entire thing. Okay. Um, some people are doing that now. Uh, they've completed the entire thing and said that they were extremely satisfied. Okay. Cool. So uh, my question, um, as, as I hear you talk about it, was it? I know that you were in beta testing, so there was a, a little less amount of stations as there are now. Uh, was it easy to find in reference to the map? Because that's what my yeah. concern would be. Yeah. Okay. And the thing is, is you always kind of look for a window in, in the general area, and then look for that lock. Okay. It's like a uh, really the old skeleton to... key lock. That's the way it's going to look. Not a lock lock, but it's a picture of like a this keyhole. Okay. It'll look like oh, that. Oh, right picture of the, the window. Keyhole. Yeah, okay. I guess I should have explained that better. Okay. So anyway. Um, By chance, do you have a picture of it? I, you know, I don't know, but I, on the cards. Oh, on the have, cards. You'll see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah on okay. one of the cards that you use to unlock that area. Yeah. You, it looks just like the lock that you're going to see below the window. Okay. Okay. And so you'll do that, um, and then that once you put that up, you, and I noticed a lot of people struggling a little bit with that, getting it first of all to where it will unlock. So uh, they were trying to hold it out and kind of hold it close and pull it back. And uh, so that could be one of the things maybe they've worked out since, but I was there pretty late in the beta phase. Okay. Um, and so then technically, let's say Cruella DeVille will come up. What they did not do that I thought maybe they were going to do at first was just cut a scene from a movie and you're kind of dealing with that. No. These are all specially uh, designed scenes. Okay. Uh, cool. Yeah. Specially designed just for this game. Just for this game. Which I thought was pretty cool. Okay. Um, Sound-wise, they're incredible. Visual-wise, they're incredible. And then, technically, you're going to take one of your five cards, and that's what you're going to do battle. Okay. In that area, you're going to do battle against them. Um, the better cards you get as you go along, the better battle that you can do. Okay. You can't, from what I can tell, you couldn't really lose. Uh, that's what I was going to ask. Right. So what if you make a poor decision, or you're a child and you want to play, and you, you don't know what card to play, Yeah. and you play it, you and just hold up... say, well, I, yeah, that's all, that's not doing anything. Well then, she'll kind of oh. drift for a second, and then she'll come back and you use the next card. I watched a guy go through uh, three or four of his five cards before he finally found the one that wouldn't work, and he was starting to wonder, and is it not seeing the card? But, oh, okay. So technically, cool. Um, so yeah, yeah, that is what you're doing until you find the right card, and then, of course, then you win the scene and you move on to the next part. Okay, okay, that makes sense. So, so they make it, they make it that way because obviously this is a game that is family friendly for all ages and so if you have a young kid that can't read in fact I may have put that in our question for notes um, is there an age limit and can a five-year-old understand it you know as long as they have an adult with them yeah they could you could have a blast okay uh, with kids so. so basically the five-year-old could pick whatever on the cards and if it doesn't work you just keep trying to go well, okay if you let okay. the five-year-old go up and put that lock there and the thing comes to life I would think it would it would blow them away. Oh, I'm sure. I did not see young kids, unfortunately, uh, doing any of this. Uh, it was always adults. Adults, yeah. So yeah, and so yeah, so I didn't see any kids only because I was there at a slow time. Most kids were in school and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, 
So it's funny. It's probably because all the adults wanted to do the beta testing yeah, and that's stuff. That's it. And I figured probably what it was, a lot of other podcasters coming up there and doing this. And so okay. What I learned was, because I really needed to film and get audio and stuff of it, and it's very difficult for me to do that and, and hold the cards and do it. Right. So I just kind of stood back and filmed what other people were doing. Yeah. So I did get good shots and stuff like that of it. Cool. And it worked out cool. well. Okay. Let's go through the questions now. It, does it cost anything? No. Free. Cards are free, free. Maps free. Uh, you go into the fire station. Okay. Um, which used to be, well, it was always the fire station. It's on the left yeah, when you enter the park. used to be a little shop in there. Used to be a little shop where you could buy things, and now it's you go in, and that's what's in there. Okay. That's the place where you go. Cool. Um, yeah, you and the cards and all that stuff you get to keep after, after awesome. you play the game. So, cool. Of course, they become collectibles. Uh, I was also telling you, I believe, and I'm not absolutely sure on this, but I believe they're going to sell the cards in like the stores. Okay. And so if you want to buy the entire set, you don't have to keep going in and getting the cards from them. Okay. Cool. That's that's cool. And um, it can make you a more powerful sorcerer. If, if okay. you end up getting some bonus cards or something like that. All right, so here's a question I just thought of. Um, so I, say you, you use cards and you defeat things, Do you, what's the point? Like, do you end up getting points, and does that give you... It's just basically winning. You're just beating. It's the game. You're just beating okay. what you're out to do. I thought I heard... The thing is, is that, and I'm sure, I'm absolutely sure that they can update these scenes and add Whoa, these yeah, scenes. yeah. And so you could see these scenes in there for six months or so, and they'll switch them out. And okay. so the next time you go, it'll be completely to the parts, it could be all new, completely scenes. different. Yeah. yeah, which means guess what? You need new cards. Right, right, right. And so it just becomes. Well, then in that case, they wouldn't want to limit the cards. They exactly. want to keep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, I, I thought I uh, maybe I I was listening to another show and they were talking about the scoring and per perhaps getting the point where you had a score at the end of the day or end of the game and then you could compete with yourself later on. Yeah, and now you could. Um, but since I was in beta phase, I didn't see Right, it, beta so. phase is different. So again, it's one of those things to go experience. Actually, we should do is see if you can check that out in uh, May when time. you go back yeah. this next time. So, Okay, cool. Um, what a, one of th I was thinking about this. Um, I'll just go with it. Uh, one, next question, is, is it replayable? And I when I ask, is it replayable, is it one of those? And you, you already t talked about it a little bit. But is it something that... Within Okay, say I get to the Magic Kingdom in the morning and I want to play three games right away. So I go, I do it once, I go back, get five cards, go again, and I have 15 cards by the morning. I go ride some rides and then by the end of the day I want to go do it again. Um, and I go back and play it again. Is it something that I'm just going to get the same level again? Or? Probably. Okay. Yeah, that's what, because you're going to be playing the same games that you were playing previously. Now that's what I saw in beta. Now, they could have random ones in there to where every time you walk up to the same window, it's different. A different one come up. Yeah, that's that would so be that interesting. that would be something more to even check out. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think I would think that that would be difficult for them to keep up with, but I don't know. We're definitely in the computer age. Well, so if you had a, I mean, had them come feeding from a server. I mean, let's face it, you could put a hundred videos well, to play on each screen to play through that. Well, so, I mean, you already can say Star Tours. That yeah. there's a good example. Yeah, 54, yeah, uh, yeah, 54 right. different variations, right. and that's like, what, five scenes, that's and they true. just change it around. So this is that's the same. True. So this could be, they could play Similar. all the same thing. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, are there different levels? And you didn't, in beta testing, I know you only had one. I've heard differently now. Well, that's what I'm thinking, yeah. That Hence the reason why you would, and this could play into the score thing, to where you become a more powerful sorcerer. Yes. The more that you've played, the more that you've beaten. 
you can. You do get to see other scenes at that yeah. point. And so yeah, you and hence the reason why you might want to uh, skip through it and buy your own set of cards. And so uh, then that way you bought your way into being a powerful. Well, more powerful let's sorcerer. let's also face it. Um, some people don't get to go to Disney World that often. So those that may only go two, three, four, five times, uh, you know, or five years until you go again, um, you probably want the pack because you don't want to spend your whole day in Magic Kingdom well, playing this you game. You think about this too. If it knows you in a certain way, and you are in the parks, you know, as a, let's say you're a six-year-old boy, and you come back three years later as a nine-year-old boy and it still knows you, oh, that would be incredible. Well. What do you mean by knows you? By as you uh, are a certain sorcerer. Are you saying that it that it actually can detect that? That's or? what I would like. I mean, oh, I okay. Have, and I, I would like I was, to look into that. Yeah. But and that, I think All that right. would be awesome. Okay, but, so that's a theory that's yeah. not the, yeah, that's what a, really yeah. happens. I'm like, right. it really knows that? Uh, you know, because I could see that. Yeah, they could do that with technology. But anyway, in that case, you would probably use your park ticket to determine that. Yeah. But... That's a whole lot of people to keep track of, if you think about it. Well, but, so. I mean, they do a lot of that stuff in PhotoPass and stuff now. Uh, and yeah. who knows? Listen, I always, I'm an entrepreneur, <laughs> yeah. so I'm always thinking of ways, too, <laughs> that they could sell. So think about if they actually sold you your spot as a sorcerer, then it's paid, and every year you'd pay, whatever, $3, and they your stuff is held. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I could, I'm sorry. I, I know, know, I know. I know. Off, but All I right. Just, Next question. So is there a time limit to this? No, you can do it as slow or as fast as you want. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. So you could sec you technically walk around the park, ride rides, and play the game, and you're fine. Yep. It's not like and you if have you don't want to play, but let's say you want to do two of the stations today, and you go back two days later, and you think, ah, yeah, okay, I feel like doing a couple more then, and then you get on fire, and you think, I'm going to do five, six, seven more. Okay. Then, yeah, you can do them. Cool. Um, can you compete against the others? Uh, you probably don't know because you were in beta. Right, in beta. So I wonder. I would, no, I never saw two people up there at the same time. Okay. You know what? Too. And while we're talking about that, another thing that you can get into uh, is lines. And so technically, oh. if you're standing in a line watching the person in front of you do this, um, you start to see what's going on in the game before you ever get up there. And so that can spoil it for some people. Okay. And the game can take. Five times as long because you have five people in sure. front of you. Sure, sure. Um, okay, and, that, and pretty much the rest of the questions I have, uh, we've already talked about. So, one of my questions is, how do you know how many of these are in a certain area? So, in other words, if there is a line, is there a closer one I can go to to go play a card if I want, rather than waiting in that line? Like, for oh yeah, yeah. There's Fantasyland. Like Fantasyland. They were how many sometimes were... right around the corner from each other. Okay, so they're really close. So it's not like it's you got to go all the way over to Pirates and walk all the way to Tomorrowland right. and play. But let's say like Fantasyland is very busy and you decide to forget it, I'm not, and you could go over to Tomorrowland and do them over there. Okay. You could go on to Main Street and do them there. You could, yeah, you can jump over to Adventureland. Okay. And you can always find maybe another area where they're not as busy. So one of my questions then would be also, um, so if you say you only get five cards at the beginning and then you go play, obviously there's more than five stations in the park. So how does that work? Do you only have... Your well, selection? Yeah, those five cards usually. Now, on beta, uh, those five cards would only take you to Fantasyland. Okay. And so now they could actually mix them up. I don't think that they're going to do that that much because if you gave somebody five cards and three of them were in Fantasyland and one was in Tomorrowland and one was in Adventureland, yeah. Well, somebody's walking all over the park now just trying to play, but I don't know. 
because you could always say, I'm not going to play the Adventureland one yet. I'm going to finish the ones that I have here. Okay. Close. And then I'm going to go back and get five more. Okay. And then I'll play the Adventureland one. Okay. So I'd be interested to see if you could also could you use a card more than once. I would think that you could play the same card. Yeah, because it's it becomes part of your arsenal. Oh, Remember okay. how people, and I, I never so played this them, is like, but like Pokemon cards and Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Right? Yes, yeah. it becomes, you never get rid of it. It's part of your arsenal. And so the more powerful cards that you get from playing more and more, the more powerful sorcerer you become. Yeah, okay. That makes more sense now. I understand it. And Except those games are card games where you're playing people on a table. This is, you're you playing are a machine, or playing, playing a machine or, yeah. uh, or Disney characters but or whatever you want to Yeah, call. technically you're playing the villain against yeah, the villain. That's cool. That's cool stuff. Okay. Well, only time will tell as, as we get more into this. Um, and I really, I'm more interested in this actually now that I've heard a lot more about it. Because I was, you know, I was thinking, okay, yeah, this is just kind of like a Kim, Kim, Pass, Kim Possible thing. And I've seen the Kim I, Possible thing. I'm going to dig around and see if I can find some audio. Uh, I know that I have some video, short video of it. Okay. Uh, but if I can find some audio, then I will also try to stick that in to the tail end of this. Okay. I know that when I'm thinking about the Kim Possible, I mean, for those of you that didn't play that, I mean, that that's, that was interactive and it was fun for the kids and I saw a lot of kids doing it and loving it. Um, but you were kind of limited because it was actual physical animatronics moving and doing things and it couldn't really change. It was always like the same stuff. Right. Um, but well, plus just having that mobile thing, that phone yeah. communicator. I don't know. Because um, you're responsible for it. Right. And so... That's something to worry about. That's yeah, true. If a child drops a card and loses it. Yeah, it's not a big so deal. It's card. just a card, and right. um, yeah. And so that was always that would be a worry of mine, especially if I had, let's say, a ten-year-old, and let's a fifteen-year-old, and a ten-year-old, and an eight-year-old that wanted to kind of play together, and I was kind of going along with them. I would constantly be worried that yeah, they're going to drop the thing. Something's going to happen. Sure. And where this is eliminated. Right. Right. And so. I think the experience is better because they get to take something home with them. Yes, Taking the cards exactly. home makes them a part of what's happening. And they can look at those cards when they're at home and feel like they're still part of what's going on in the Magic Kingdom because they're a sorcerer of the Magic Kingdom. That's true, yeah. I didn't think about that. And essentially, they probably could come out with a board game that oh, yeah. it would go with, too, Well, as I well. think that they can do online stuff, too, at some point. Yeah, that's true. Now, let's face it, I mean, because they use QRs, QR codes. Uh-huh. Um, and QR codes now, they're starting to use those in stores if people see the odd little mm-hmm. scan thing. Let's face it, they could come up with a place, a site, uh, a pay site even, to where you can scan your cards right from home. Right. And play a portion or do something in the game. Yeah. And you, so you're always interacting, you're always connected to Magic Kingdom and what's happening there. It's interesting. When you're not there. I just think, I just think it's, it's an awesome idea when you get to that point and you think, wow, we are truly connecting kids now with, with what's happening in the parks. Mm-hmm. Because once they've, you know how kids, I loved Pirates and I love all those things, but a lot of kids, once they've done Pirates, they can't take it home with them. Right. They can, because they have the movie, and that's helping them. Disney's still learning that. But this, maybe put those cards in their hands and that map, and they're connected. They're hooked. Yeah. So, yeah, if you figure out a way to put it on mobile devices, you figure out a way to put it on the computer at home, and, yeah, you're set. Yeah. Yeah, the only other thing I wanted to say with this, it, it, it just brings another one of those, and I know we've talked about this on some of our shows before. We try to cover the attractions, but outside of the attractions, there's so much more in the park to find and discover that I think 
95% of the people that walk through the parks don't do or discover or find, you know, when you can see, like, push the trash can running around the talking video to you. Do you? Video awesome. Audio, so cool. Um, or, you know, anything like that, or maybe even, um, I don't know, some hidden trail in Animal Kingdom. Or well, I still something. believe Disney is learning their way through this. Yeah. I, I think that if you went back, back to Eisner, and when Walt, of course, first you know, started things up, they had a uh, a good link to their to the people that came to the parks by learning how to market the parks, but not market them in such a tacky way that you're always just trying to sell them something. Right. But how you market is by attracting somebody to when they're not even at the parks, they're still enjoying the parks. Okay. And hence the reason why they did the Sunday night ABC World of Disney Color World of Color. Right. Um, that connected people to the parks, and that's Walt said it flat out when he even did like the different shows on TV. Uh, um, I don't know. It's a, I want to say Johnny Appleseed. He's not one of them. Davy Crockett. Yeah. A lot of that stuff was connected to Frontierland. They were releasing those because they knew it endeared people to places within the parks. Right. And right. so when you weren't at the parks, you still felt like you were connected by watching your show. Mm -hmm. Well, now. We have so many ways of doing that, and I think that they had gotten way off base uh, somewhere along the way. Disney had gotten off base, and they're finding their way back now again, yeah. slowly. Well, I mean, it's always experimentation, and as technology evolves, you can do certain things, and stuff happens. But yeah, so here, here you go. Here's another example of one of those things, uh, like I said, it's not an attraction per se, but it is an attraction, and you can spend extra amounts of time um, I think they also market, there's a certain point, I think they're marketing to those people who are annual pass holders, who are Florida residents. They want them to revisit the park over and over and over again. And this is one of those things that'll draw someone like that in a lot more often on times that are not special events. I know they market special events, especially to um, those annual pass holders. Well, it also markets to the future. Because if you're yeah. a little Adam going through the parks, yeah, and now you're big Adam and you're thinking about going to the parks, what do you connect with? Yeah. You connect with when you did these things, and guess what you happen to keep from when you were a little kid? Your yeah, cards. the cards. You have That's your cards, true. you have your map, and boom. Yeah, it, it definitely Pretty cool gives stuff. you something to take into the future, and you remember. And who knows, maybe it's still there 15, 20 years later. Yeah, You yeah. go back and play it again as an adult. Yeah, that's... Cool. That's priceless right there. Cool. Okay, well... Um, I'm glad they announced this, and it's something cool that we can we can uh, definitely keep you updated as we cover. In fact, maybe what we'll try to do, we talked about this, doing our little show where we do the live audio and recording. Maybe a couple that would be awesome to do a couple stations live, because I would want to hear it on the Skype end, see what you're doing, and then hear yeah. about it and play it on the show, because that'll actually give interaction so that the listeners can hear us talking as well as the live audio and you can actually see in here and uh, a little bit kind of like what we just did on the last show yeah with the uh, with the disneyland explorer after where everybody could hear the oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing and mm -hmm. it's kind of that same thing and that's what we're always trying to do immerse you in what's happening yeah instead of just always just talking about it but we can sure. kind of take you there a little bit yeah yeah so um, okay, so with that, uh, we'll see if Doug has anything he can add to, from an audio standpoint. He's editing the show this week to uh, throw it together. Um, if not, maybe uh, maybe he'll even throw in... Uh, I'll find something. I have so much audio from this last trip. Maybe he'll throw audio of Push. Yeah. He could probably throw a Push in there. Yeah, I could throw something Push. Like I that. could find something. Okay. There were well, so many things that I recorded throughout the parks that I could pull something else cool. in here. So it'll, cool. be, it'll be something in the Magic Kingdom. 
Oh, and by the way, if you haven't figured it out, um, he tends to like to add extras at the end of the show. So that one, uh, like the YouTube band that you played a long time ago, um, and then there's... Oh, what was that? Oh, that Animal Kingdom loop. That was the coolest thing ever. Yeah, on the, when you added, that was a couple shows back. Yeah. That, yeah. When we talked about the Animal Kingdom walkthrough, you were doing like a park tour, and then at the end, at the very end of the show, you put those loops together, and I was like, holy cow, there's like 12 minutes of loop audio here that's just the speaker. And, and I've got that coming up for Mission Space. Space oh, yeah, Pavilion. yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, setting within Tomorrowland Terrace. Uh, that yes. might even be something that I have a huge loop, 25, 20 minutes of music setting in tomorrow and okay. Harris just recording there. Cool. Um, yeah, there's so much stuff that I try to get that ambient kind of interesting side to what, what happens. Cool. Okay, well, uh, yeah, with that said, I guess we'll just close out, uh, take a break here and close out the show here in a second. And uh, we're going to wrap things up. Hopefully you've enjoyed this. Uh, I've actually learned more than what I thought I could remember about the uh, attraction. And actually been able to dig into it a little bit myself as we've talked about it. That's pretty cool because you, you, can, you can dig into it even more when you go next. Yeah. Which is not too far away. Couple, no. No, it's actually, actually, I think, 90 days or something like that. Well, we're recording yeah. early, so it'll yeah. be even closer the next time you release this. So, yep. cool. Awesome. So be back before you know it. Yeah. Um, Hopefully we can... I can catch some stuff in Fantasyland this next time around. Uh, I'm pretty sure Dumbo at least will be open and Storybook Circus. That would be cool. Nice to get some of that stuff in there. I know the Phase 1 they were trying to open to. Oh, and uh, Animation Resort. It'll be open in May. Yeah, well, supposed to be. So uh, that's another another thing to kind of go walk around and check out or do something. So uh, Yeah, I hope you guys are doing well. It's uh, spring and we're warming up. Spring break probably right around the corner for a lot of you. and. Uh, yeah, it's fun stuff, fun times. It's good to see uh, almost grass coming out and uh, flowers coming out. It's a, it's a good feeling in the air, aside from any tornado weather storms that you might happen. Yeah, storms can Absolutely, be a little yeah, brutal storm. at some point. So if you happen to be part of those, you have our prayers. Yeah, be careful out there, and uh, yeah, definitely be careful and watch yourself. So. But anyway, with that said, thanks so much for taking the time to check our show out. Uh, let us know. Uh, about anything, uh, Twitter, email podcast at theseamazingplaces.com. Yeah, give us a call about anything you have planned. I, even if it's not Disney. Give us a, did I say give us a call? Yeah, you yeah. said give us a call. How about send us an email? And yeah, I mean, we still have our voicemail up, but. Yeah, but we never use <laughs> we it. We never so, use yeah. it. Uh, yeah, yeah, anyway, send us an email and tell us the things you have planned. You know, we're always up for interesting things to do, but there's only so many interesting things that happen in Adam and my life and so if you would share some of yours with us that would help because I would love it hey, listen we love food and so if you could tell us some great places that you go to to eat that there's no way we would ever know about without That's you true. telling us then we would much appreciate that so yep and we'll tell somebody that you told us to come that, All right. yeah awesome we're out of here <laughs> <laughs> alright have a great week everybody see ya
This podcast has been brought to you by theseamazingplaces.com. Copyright 2012. Thanks for listening. Mortals to the haunted mansion. I am your host, your ghost host. <laughs> our tour begins here. Here we see paintings of some of our guests as they appeared in their corruptible mortal state. Kindly step all the way in, please, and make room for everyone. There's no turning back now. Please stay away from the outer walls. Move more towards the dead center of the room. Your cadaverous pallor betrays an aura of foreboding, almost as though you sense a disquieting metamorphosis. Is this haunted room actually stretching? Or is it your imagination? And consider this dismaying observation. This chamber has no windows and no doors. <laughs> Which offers you this chilling challenge to find a way out. <laughs> of course, there's always my way. you prematurely. Oh, to your right, folks. <laughs> the real chills come later. Now, as they say, the and we'll continue our little twist. And let's all stay together. Yeah. yeah. I'm more interested in what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool.